firstly uh, luis uh, thank you very much for accepting my invitation and accepting to be on my show <laughs> absolutely glad glad to be here thank so, you very much for inviting it's it's my pleasure sir so i thought to tell about you and the work that you are doing to my audience okay well uh, let's go uh, looking forward to it thank you very much so before that can you please introduce yourself to my audience absolutely so uh, i'm uh, wish wish brav martins i uh, started working in uh, um, immersive technology so uh, in uh, augmented reality field in 2015 but i started working i always work in the intersection of technology and marketing and that uh, started happening in the past century so uh, i witnessed the rise of the internet bubble and uh, actually saw a lot of things that uh, 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 well were happening i wouldn't say the same way but uh, in a similar way to what we're seeing right now also happening inside all this uh, metaverse pu push that uh, we're seeing right now so um since then uh i was fortunate enough to be to work at uh, a consultancy also worked at a telco uh had my own startup that i sold then i thought i was a genius and then uh i created another one and of course i crashed and burned and uh, then uh, had yet another company um on uh, also again uh, about uh, technological platforms for uh, marketing and advertising agencies and uh, uh, that lasted until 2014 around the time that I got this invite to join an augmented reality studio that was part of a larger corporate group and um since then i have been um very much uh, into um again immersive technologies augmented reality and pretty much what is going what these technologies are going to change in our lives so that's that's pretty much my focus right now i am working uh, since last year at kitayar uh, which is a company that deals on um augmenting the workforce force the workforce in the manufacturing field and that's in a nutshell i think that that's that's my my timeline so you're from portugal right now speaking from lisbon so you born and bought from portugal yes awesome so your uh, your present work is about virtual i mean uh, 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 it, it is about the present present work is about I, right now, what we do at KTR is uh, we enable the the workers on the manufacturing shop floor, namely in the automotive and the aerospace industry, to um, with tools, augmented reality tools, and uh, also artificial intelligence, uh, yeah, artificial intelligence tools, um, that enable them to reduce the errors and waste uh, while doing their own jobs. So, pretty much, uh, they wear smart glasses so our solution is installed in the, the smart glasses that we well they're, they're microsoft hollands and then from then on uh, they are uh, they, they start seeing so the workers start seeing what they need to do um, step by step overlaid on top of the equipment that where they need to that with which they need to interact with 
And um, yeah, in a nutshell, that's it. So uh, they have the instructions, the step-by-step -step instructions. They fulfill them uh, whenever they have like um, the need to check uh, for if they did the job correctly. Uh, the our solution can actually help, and and they can uh, like uh, in specific phases confirm if they did what they should have done and if not uh, they can get um, some advice on how to uh, correct the mistakes and um, yeah and that's that's pretty much what our uh, solution does so uh, we are not replacing uh, people by robots <laughs> we are not um, uh, promoting artificial intelligence per se we are centering all of these technologies around uh, human workers and uh, that's pretty much my our focus right now so you started working on augmented reality and artificial intelligence since 2014 uh yeah more on the augmented reality side yes so what made you to come into this well it was uh, again uh, an invitation uh, from uh, this uh, well, it, it was a director that uh, with which of this company, uh, the CEO was actually someone that I, I met uh, a while ago, uh, like, I don't know, in 2003 or 2004 in a whole different con context. And then um, we, we kind of kept in, kept in touch and uh, he thought that it would be interesting to for me to come on board, to join in and to help on promoting uh, augmented reality solutions. So in, in the sense that uh, these augmented reality solutions don't be, they, they start being communicated. So the need was that these uh, these solutions, uh, for these solutions to start being communicated in a way that they relate to uh, everyday value and not to technological concepts. And that's actually one of the problems that right now you see with so many of the technological products out there is that they, they start like, shedding out a lot of uh, a tech lingo that people don't know so they they suddenly they are sometimes just talking to themselves or to their competitors and it, it's really hard for them to connect with their target audience so that's pretty much my job so that's what i i, I was brought in and um uh, i felt that it was really a really enticing and a, a huge opportunity for me at that time so i i said yes So, how many projects you did, and uh, what is your favorite, and why it is? How many projects? Sorry. Uh, how many projects you did uh, on uh, augmented reality and artificial intelligence since the day you started working, and what is your uh, how many did how many projects, and at the same time, what is your favorite project, and why you like it most? Um, so, uh, I, I as I, I am not developing the, the projects themselves uh, so it, it's kind of hard to, to have a, a full track of what or how many uh, I, I followed up and I, and I uh, worked on um, for sure I would say that um, there were several interesting ones um, along the way uh, so for instance the, the possibility that I had to actually create Augmented reality products uh, was really, really interesting because at that time we we weren't so aware of uh, so many um, specific 
um, I won't say features, but uh, specific characteristics of augmented reality experiences. And uh, we, we created uh, those products based on, well, our experience and pretty much the ones around us. And that kind of, um, uh, well, showed us and allowed me to get in touch with a lot of, uh, um, well, a lot of other needs. Uh, because again, mistakes were done, uh, and uh, uh, again, uh, it it would only be uh, weird or awkward if uh, mistake if that didn't happen. Because we're uh, in the beginning uh, of, or we were in the beginning of the industry, but overall, it was really really interesting to see uh, how um, again uh, other iterations and other similar. Products made the same mistakes, and then how they iterated, and uh, ultimately how they started like shedding out uh, more and more, or bringing more and more results um, to uh, to their customers based on augmented reality experiences. Like for instance, in the tourism area or retail. So uh, it right now, I, I'd say that those uh, that that was an important. Um, important experience in my professional timeline. Um, and of course, right now, what I'm doing uh, inside Kita are the opportunity to uh, promote a different way of seeing the manufacturing industry and of uh, actually valuing human workers inside the manufacturing shop floor and uh, empowering them to do more. Um, I feel that it's it, it really is enticing and uh, that's, that's actually one of the things that I think augmented reality does a lot um, or is is a bit different from some several other technologies and, and has a lot to offer. It's this ability to um, very quickly disrupt and, and change, transform, uh, I wouldn't say disrupt, I would say transform, uh, the way we do uh, our work and the way we um, perform and deliver results. And that, of course, has uh, a lot of other impacts. But talk a lot. <laughs> so uh, to do your job, I'm sure, uh, uh, to do your job better, I'm sure uh, you'll be concentrating on the reality and uh, understanding what exactly are needed uh, uh, for you to create augmented uh, reality and artificial intelligence. Uh, tools or machines? I'm not sure if I understood the question. If uh, Can you please repeat it? Sorry, because sometimes it cuts down. So your job uh, really required and important for uh, uh, you to understand the reality in order to work on augmented reality and artificial intelligence tools or machines? Um, Yes, sometimes. So we use inside uh, KitAR uh, artificial intelligence uh, in in the sense that uh, we uh, we have algorithms that uh, enable enable us to and the worker to automate some of the processes that they have regarding quality assurance. So that's that's the main focus. Um, again, uh, my interaction with these uh, technologies, it's pretty much uh, the same and uh, horizontally to all technologies, what I do is try and promote and extract the, the, the common sense value that it brings to the business and try to communicate that as the best I, as I can. 
Um, and that's uh, actually something that um, I, I try and, and do both with augmented reality and uh, with uh, well with technologies as a whole be uh, because it's again I don't even go to down to the technologies uh, uh, level what I do promote inside KTAR it's actually the product and the benefits because that's what relates or that actually um, uh, matters to to our target audience. So you're into chief marketing officer uh, from last uh, one year, almost yeah. one year. So how is it? Are you enjoying and what is happening? No, absolutely. And fully enjoy it. Uh, pretty much it's uh, um, it's fully aligned with my expectations when I entered. So uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, what the future is bringing and also the, the opportunity to work in a startup. So this um, rapid pace of uh, uh, growth of uh, also the the expectation setting which is always very very ambitious um it's uh, uh it's a very different mindset and more than that it's really um and for me it's really enticing so i i'm i'm really happy with uh, with everything that is happening and uh, well uh, the the outlook is uh, is great, so uh, really looking forward to 2002 and 22. Sorry. <laughs> great, and uh, uh, you uh, you also work as a guest speaker at marketing and uh, XR events as a freelance. You're doing this for from 2019. Yeah. Um, again, uh, after I started working in this area, I felt the need also to um, start thinking a bit about how all those non-technical issues could be sorted out because um again uh, and you see that with social media you see that with a lot of technological platforms you, you have technology right now is driving uh, our uh, communication is driving the way uh, we relate to each other right so uh, if i was going to ask you uh, if um, you'd be uh, communicating with emojis and memes like, I don't know, six years ago, you would say, what? What's an emoji? Because it's, <laughs> no one was actually doing that, right? And, and suddenly right now it's it's very, very easy, right? Um, uh, if I was going to tell you that, uh, yeah, the six mi 600 million people are doing TikToks every day, you'd say, what's a TikTok? So it didn't exist. So uh, the speed uh, that things are happening is huge. But at the same time, we, we are not because of that, and but not just because of that, we are not being onboarded. We are not being educated on how to responsibly use these, te these technologies, these platforms. So we are just jumping in and using it. So, and again, it's good because we, we we reap the benefits of using these technologies. And of course, we use social media because it, it, it has benefits. It's not because uh, it's 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 harmful to us. Right. Um, but the issue is that sometimes we don't like tech. We don't have the time nor we are educated enough um, speaking for myself. And that's my experience to actually take like a step back and look about what we're giving and what we're taking from that relationship and uh, what it all means. 
So uh, again, this is especially important if, uh, for instance, I have a kid of seven years and it's especially important for me uh, when thinking about managing his relationship with um, virtual reality, augmented reality, or any technological platform for that matter. Also regarding safety, uh, also regarding privacy, also regarding my own data, also regarding um, even um, the level or, or what kind of what should be allowed and what shouldn't be allowed and uh, not just at the regulation level but also as a practice as an ethical level as a deontological uh, practice what uh, should be done uh, for each one of them um, at a, a professional class level and also at a citizenship level all of these uh, are topics that are not going to be handled and because they were never handled before and they are not going to be handled by technologists and developers inside technological platforms because uh, that's not their job. <laughs> but the, that's why it's so important to involve people from so many other areas to build these uh, technologies uh, in order for these technologies to become uh, aware of uh, all of these um, major um, parts of our lives so that uh, we are make sure that these technologies are in the center or uh, sorry that as humans are in the center of these technologies and that's that's pretty much what drove me to well to connect with communities to speak uh to to share ideas and try and promote a bit of the discussion uh on these matters and that's pretty much what i what i do in in those events i speak at so you are from dotnet bubble and uh, you are seeing uh, internet the virtual world from long time you know what how things are working inside the machine from long time um, I wouldn't say that because the machine uh, changed a lot. <laughs> so it's not um, what we're living right now. It's pretty much as I t as we were saying. So what we're living right now is not the same world we lived like six years ago. And the world that we're going to live like in three years time is not going to be the, the world we're living right now. And that's the speed we're at. Um, in like two years time, we will be having uh, flying taxis at, in cities and that, that's registered. Here in the EU, we are going to have uh, 50, 50 test beds of um, flying cars, flying taxis. So uh, if uh, you ask, like, for instance, my mother, she is 72 and she is not technologically enabled, let's say like that, um, what she thinks about this, she will tell you that I'm crazy, that I, that is not going to happen. Because again, in her concept of the world, that's something that only lies on sci-fi movies and books. And that's pretty much one of the issues that we have right now, because uh, um, sci-fi scenarios are coming towards us at lightning speed. And we need to become a bit more aware of that, right? So um, what I'd say, and, and it's not like 
uh, for the fact that I'm keeping up and keeping updated with uh, technology that I am, um, of course, I am privileged, but at the same time, I am not exempt uh, of uh, actually educating myself. Uh, let me give you an example. Like, for instance, um, it was until a short while ago, let's say like one year time that I was, uh, I won't say completely unaware, but I was uh, downplaying uh, blockchain and cryptos. And um, around that time, I, I thought that because I, I didn't know, and, and this was pure, straight, pure ignorance. And I, I said, no, I, I need to try and educate myself in this or else I will be missing out on a lot of things that right now are already happening and even more will start happening. And they did um, and they are. So uh, I really need to uh, to focus on this. But the issue is uh, because of, of this need for us to keep on educating ourselves in different technologies, what we will probably see during this decade is the rise of different levels of illiteracy. So you will have, because for instance, right now you have people that know digital and people that don't know digital and that's it, right? And then you have like people that know how to use a computer, but those are mostly digital and the, the ones that don't. But now you will have like people that know what, uh, blockchain is, people that know what augmented reality is, artificial intelligence, machine learning, um, biotechnologies, nanotechnologies, um, auto, uh, uh, autonomous cars, flying cars, so many trends. And the issue is that these trends translate to things in our uh, lifestyle, in our daily lives. And when that will happen, then uh, another thing, and I think this is also going to happen in this decade, another thing is going to also happen is that suddenly we will look around and we will see things that we won't be able to understand. And this is really hard uh, because suddenly we won't know what that is and what it's meant for. That right now happens, uh, for instance, for tools that are very business specific. For instance, there are tools in the oil and gas industry. There are tools in the uh, well, in pretty much all the bigger industries that uh, are very much focused on, on specific goals inside that that only make sense in in those industries processes. Now, imagine that feeling in our daily lives. So, uh, I think that is going to happen, and because again, uh, nothing. So, what happened like? three years ago is not what's happening right now. And uh, the only thing that we're going to have is change in our lives, continuous change. That's why it's so, so very important for us to actually become aware of the need to become educated and to educate ourselves continuously. So, and to learn pretty much. When I say educated, it's more in that, in that sense, to, to learn. And, and yeah, that that's pretty much it. <laughs> so can I say a lot of people who are not into tech uh, 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 before are completely into tech today. Everybody understands not only technologists who knows programming, who knows how to uh, develop a software, who knows how uh, the, the, the IT industry works. Uh, not only them, most of the non-tech people are into internet today. Can I, because uh, you, you are in 
you are watching the change uh, from long time uh, this uh, uh, people entering to uh, to this world becoming so you know um, uh, disconnecting with the social world and coming to the social networks and uh, <laughs> building their social presence and uh, online presence yeah you have that um, but i'd say that um, again it's pretty much another communication tool like for instance uh, television was uh, or radio so for instance when television appeared people would say oh no but the television is going to kill uh, everyone will just to be zombified uh, on the living room looking at the television and people will not talk anymore between themselves it, it wasn't like that of course it had an impact but it wasn't like that uh, and again we always have the opportunity to turn it off now the issue is that uh, and, and again with social media the same and with uh, the metaverse that is uh, uh, I wouldn't say uh, upcoming but it's something that is uh, uh, on our uh, on our path for sure in our future uh, it, it, it really is important and it becomes even more important uh, to uh, highlight um, the individual responsibility uh, or yeah individuals responsibilities relevance uh, in actually making the decisions and act uh, in a way that is um, again uh, efficient and that is healthy and that promotes healthy habits in using technology so of course if you uh, spend all of your time connected to the social networks and if you uh, like uh, you you kind of uh, sculpt your life around social media and you create a profile where and you start like doing photo shoots uh, for your Instagram because uh, you need to like abide to this model that you have in your uh, uh, in your mind again if it's not like a professional uh, choice that you made and if it's like draining everything else from your life of course that's not a healthy habit but mind you that's not a healthy habit on social media or anywhere else it's uh, um, something that needs to be uh, handed handled but again, it all boils down to uh, us being aware of uh, the dangers and the issues that uh, tech platforms te and technologies and challenges that platforms and these technologies bring. Because again, we weren't educated. We weren't onboarded to use them. So it's kind of easy for us to like fall down um, a loophole or a trap and uh, suddenly we are using it uh, much more than we needed to. But uh, that's again all on us individuals not just individuals that can like make choices for themselves but also that can uh, start working and thinking on ways to change socially how social organizations can actually work to bring well benefits to us all uh, and and to diminish the the amount of risk that these challenges bring to our lives yeah i understood you and uh, you worked in different positions in your life. You are, uh, uh, I can see you worked in different positions and different companies. Uh, before that, uh, you worked as X XR expert reviewer at XR. Uh, it's, a, it's a contract. How was that? And what you learned? 
No, it was really great. Uh, it was an opportunity to work uh, for a European project called XR for All. Uh, so XR for All was um, uh, uh, an enabler, let's say, like that, like that of uh, augmented reality proofs of concept, uh, VR and AR. So virtual reality and augmented reality proofs of concept. Um, so it actually paid. So it was a grant uh, for um, companies to develop proofs of concept and to implement immersive technologies in their areas uh, and uh, by doing that test to uh, become more uh, well to become closer uh, with virtual reality and augmented reality benefits and uh, it was really great um, in the sense that they allowed me to connect with very different companies from very different uh, contexts across Europe um the models and the business models that were enabled were really good and like i wouldn't say half but uh, uh, a big number of, uh, of projects that were supported by xr for all uh, were also open source so there they are also open to the community uh, to keep on evolving them and um yeah and at that at that time it, it, it really was uh, enticing to uh, be able to to um, review so many different kinds of, uh, of business models and revenue models. Also the possibility of working with uh, um, really great professionals like uh, um, uh, Youssef Sabai and uh, Johnny Watershut that uh, uh, well, pretty much also contributed directly to my, my personal growth and uh, with with their minds and the, their way of thinking and uh, their their professional uh, attitude and mindset, so uh, it was overall really, really, really interesting, and again uh, allowed me to, to have a broader no, broader notion of uh, how augmented reality and virtual reality could be applied to business processes. And uh, you also worked as a head of marketing at IT People Group in 2017 to 2021 which you worked for three years eight months so how was that and uh, uh, what is it about and what you learned now again um that was pretty much the the corporate group that invited me uh, to <clears throat> push forward the augmented reality uh, message uh, from uh, one of the companies inside the group called next reality um that well again uh, already had uh, several services on augmented reality but didn't have like a, a full notion um not notion but the, the full processes of uh, to to actually promote uh, these um uh, th their skills on on the market and pretty much the benefits of the technology on the market and it was really really important for me uh, i would say even foundational uh, regarding several skill sets uh, it was also very important for me for the uh, at the human level because i connected with uh, uh, several people specifically uh, people inside my, uh, my 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 marketing team uh, with which uh, i i still talk uh, today and uh, with which i i have a, a good relationship with um so yeah in a nutshell, it was really, really important for me, especially because uh, it allowed me to have a, um, the contact with a wide or a bigger company um, and and to run the, um, the processes uh, inside it. So that uh, was 
insightful uh, at several levels and of course uh, added also a bit more to my um, tool set let's say like that uh, of uh, professional tool set as a marketer and also as um, well an overall professional so yeah really enjoyed it great and you also worked as a functional testing supervisor from 2000 to 2001 which was 20 years back 22 yes. years it was yes uh, I, at that time I, I assumed that position when I was um, uh, working in uh, uh, a training company uh, so which was actually my my first job and at that time it really worked out swell that uh, uh, interaction that uh, training company but it was a smaller one and then suddenly i had this opportunity to jump into one of those um, internet bubble e-commerce platforms uh, that was just soaring uh, with a huge amount of investment at that time and uh, it was being promoted by uh, the the main telco uh, here in Portugal, alongside one of the one of the major banks and the major logistics providers. So it was um, really, really, really a big project. Um, again, um, it was a learning experience. Um, uh, and as uh, first of all, it was uh, interesting to to run the functional test team because we were at that time um, responsible to test to fully test the platform and uh, to uh, go through all of the use cases and make sure that everything what uh, the user experience was was the correct one. And and then afterwards, I also worked as a um, well uh, as an analyst inside the platform itself uh, by uh, not just enabling uh, and, and supporting the the marketing team, but also um, preparing like uh, reports and analytics uh, for the executive team. So um, it was uh, again early days. Uh, Lots of things happening, but it allowed me also to, to have a quicker notion of uh, or a, a better notion of what was happening or what is happening right now, uh, given that sometimes I can like uh, do um, a quick comparison uh, with what happened or between what happened and what is happening right now with the metaverse. Great. And uh, you worked as uh, worked in Compa uh, uh, here. Propria and uh, schoolhouse. Yeah, that that was the the training school that I told you about. So it was my first job, and it was mainly uh, to promote a specific. So I entered to promote specific uh, products or specific courses, and then I uh, kind of climbed my way up to uh, becoming the marketing director. So I was responsible at that time uh, to then set up uh, well pretty much images, uh, well, and all the communication concept. At that time, the company was not that big. Right now, it's um, uh, 20 years after, it's uh, it's a, a company that is still ongoing and uh, that is still doing its job. Still, uh, in a nutshell, uh, it was uh, truly a learning experience because I, I didn't have any, any experience, past experience until going in there.
Awesome. And you're founder of Last Minute Pros. Uh, that also happened, yes. So um, I was uh, at that time. So uh, I, I had two, let's say, entrepreneurship, uh, actually one entrepreneurship um, experience. Uh, maybe I can go through it uh, in in in, uh, in a swish. So we have uh, so the. I think it was between 2001 and 2007, um, I was uh, running uh, Topo Web Output, which was um, uh, an agency, a marketing agency for, um, well, actually a, a technology agency for marketers, more like that. So pretty much what we had was uh, uh, technological platforms and tools uh, that could be activated for um, uh, marketers and uh, agencies. So we, we, we were very much focused on that, <clears throat> but um, overall, uh, we, we, we had a pet project called, um, uh, well, it was a, like a freelancer platform, much similar to freelancer.com or Lance. And uh, uh, we had an exit in 2007. So we had uh, the opportunity to sell that platform and we were really happy with that. So be nice. Um, then I thought that, uh, well, wow, uh, I'm a genius, so let's push this forward. And uh, of course, uh, I uh, tried also to uh, create um, another another company, and and uh, uh, I did. So pretty much, it picked up the name of the last one. It was uh, continued to be Total Web Output, but now focused on yet another, um, or with a more broader impact. Let's say like that. So we were providing also services for. Um, IoT companies and the like, and uh, at that at that time, um, uh, so we uh, this started in 2007. So in 2009 and 2011, a crisis hit uh, both the world and then Portugal. And then suddenly uh, we had to like try and find ways to to cope. Um, at that time, uh, one of the partners. Uh, of, uh, of the company was uh, in Denmark and uh, we had then the opportunity to, or Danish, and we had the opportunity then to um, activate uh, business development uh, in Denmark and alongside with it, we, there was also the opportunity to create uh, a startup and then last minute pros appeared. It was a project that uh, uh, was just ideated. It wasn't actually uh, fulfilled. But uh, again, it was really, really important in the sense that first off allowed me to, uh, well, I think it won like um, uh, Launchpad Denmark. Um, it was selected for the Launchpad Denmark uh, contest or, or challenge. Uh, well, it won an award. I, I don't recall exactly what, but it, it related to the quality of the business plan. And afterwards, again, allowed me to, to tap into a network and uh, a number of training that was uh, very insightful and valuable, uh, again, for me. Um, unfortunately, uh, it wasn't able and I wasn't able also to, to, to pull it through, but uh, it was an actual uh, and, a, and a very interesting experience. So um, in a nutshell, that's, that's pretty much what happened inside Total Web Output as uh, a CEO. And then also uh, at the last minute pros, which uh, was again, more of a pet project, but uh, 
it actually happens. Great. And uh, you also worked in e-commerce systems uh, uh, as an e-commerce systems consultant at uh, KPMG Hungary. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, there was this experience in KPMG. It was really, really interesting. Had this opportunity to cooperate um, inside the framework of uh, um, cooperate with colleagues, with, con with a consultancy team uh, inside this framework of uh, uh, an European funded project to try and promote um, e-commerce uh, solutions to uh, Hungarian SMEs. So it was, again, very, very interesting. It allowed me to uh, visit Hungary in um, a very specific moment in history. So that was also really interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that, that was pretty much it. Uh, it, was, it lasted not so many so much time so uh, uh, I kind of remember it uh, as the opportunity I had to connect with uh, these teams but um, but that that was pretty much it so uh, my, my focus there was more content editing and the content production so um, it, it it's something that uh, again we we learn from all experiences, but that one was not one of the biggest ones in my in my life. Still referred to in in, in my timeline. Nice, and uh, you also worked uh, uh, as a Portugal Telecom full time for one year, e-commerce systems analyst, uh, functional testing supervisor. Yeah, uh, we talked about that before. It was the um, uh, when we I worked in that uh, internet bubble uh, project. So uh, it was again really interesting in the sense that uh, I was working in the uh, training company, uh, but this opportunity appeared. And uh, although I was doing more like reporting and uh, um, uh, marketing assistance, uh, it was uh, overall a, a really, really big and uh, um, let's say um, it was another way or a really interesting way for me to, to, to gather more knowledge and to feel more prepared for the uh, professional world. I, I'd say that probably it was my very my my first corporate experience so in that sense it was very impactful great and also you worked as a head of marketing it people innovation at um, may 2015 to uh, 2017 two years so it is about and what you learned and what uh, contribution you gave mm, we already talked about that one yeah and also you worked as executive partner at uh, two total web output yeah, uh, when I answered last minute pros, I also talked about that one. Okay. I think we went through pretty much all of it. So I have uh, general questions that uh, sure. I want to ask. Uh, uh, I think uh, you did a lot of publications, uh, you got awards and honors, and you did a lot of projects in your complete career, and you know English, French, and Portuguese and other four languages yeah, not exactly like that but uh, I, I know how to uh, speak and write in Portuguese English yes uh, 
French I can read uh, mostly, uh, write not that much, speak, it's really, really, really bad. Um, and uh, I have some notions of German and, uh, and Danish, but uh, I, I can also speak and uh, write a bit of, uh, uh, of Spanish, but that's, that's pretty much it. So it's not like, uh, I know so many other people that know so many <laughs> other languages. Unfortunately, that's, that's, I wouldn't say that's a big trait from my side. So, so you are into technology and you are into business side, both. Yes. I mean, the, 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 the product development and also the business side. Um, yeah, mind you, when uh, talking about technology, when I, um, my interaction with technology is not on the code development, nor on the design side, it's mainly on uh, the business strategy side. So that's, that's how I relate to it. So, so as an observer, you're watching all the products, uh, uh, all the companies which are, uh, I mean, the top companies in the world, how they are doing business and eventually what do you think, you know, as a person who is into uh, this business, what, what are the, those points that every uh, technologist or the business owner of any company uh, who is into technology need to put in their mind? Because uh, like you said, uh, technology is not the same like what it was before six years. So it, it is changing and it will change. So what, what are those points that they need to put in their mind if they are from any part of the planet? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I'd say right now the issue is that um, managers, and this is a key element uh, in, in our, uh, well, in our economy right now, top managers are focused just on um, bringing value to their stockholders. And uh, and that's not a problem, mind you. I, I'm just saying that being exclusively focused on that and exclusively focused on building up the biggest profit that you can kind of um, clashes with what's coming, uh, I think, which is a world with uh, a much better informed consumer uh, which uh, a world that enables communities and uh, uh, and that's actually one of the cool things that social media allowed because suddenly you can connect with like-minded people so easily and you can start and, and consciously discuss topics that are interesting for you uh, with so many other people that are it really doesn't matter where they are you can do that like for instance what we're doing right now so uh, this is only possible because we have the technological solutions uh, at our disposal. So, um, yeah, uh, actually, actually uh, this is something that uh, I'd say clearly uh, it, it's one of the, and I, I want to highlight that because it, it, it clearly is something that sometimes it's not valued. So social media brought this, so this ability for us to um, connect and to learn from each other much in a much more quicker way and to find like doors to go in and to explore through search engines. That's the cool thing that we need to understand. Now, getting back to your question. So uh, regarding uh, what uh, decision makers need to think about. So consumers are going to change, are right now changing, 
businesses are also changing in the sense that they are not just focused again on turning a profit they are also focused on the environment they are also focused on uh, being more human and you may you may say okay so but uh, you have so many other companies or uh, companies that are doing this in different speeds they, that's happening uh, of course uh, like it's uh, for instance, for an oil and gas company, uh, you will see a much uh, bigger interest on climate change and on uh, actively becoming sustainable rather than, for instance, um, a company that uh, deals on training. Although companies that are dealing on training, professional training, are right now, for instance, enabling virtual reality training and therefore like reducing um, a lot of uh, um, carbon expenses that our world is, uh, is, is shutting out. So this to say that um, it's, it's a changing world. So uh, consumers are changing, businesses are changing, and uh, finally, uh, consumers and businesses have behaviors and behaviors are changing mainly due to technology and uh, uh, knowing technology, not just as trends, but also knowing how technology works, how knowing a bit about the possibilities that and, and doors that technology opens is halfway to actually gathering and getting like uh, um, um, a competitive edge on top of your uh, or over your competitors. So that's, that's uh, something that I'd say would be also very interesting for a decision maker to be looking into uh, in this in this during this decade. But of course, this is very um, high profile uh, uh, discussion. So uh, it's something that uh, it's more on the um, uh, we're just like giving out hints, or I'm just giving out hints rather than actually structuring a thought. But I'd say clearly that uh, these two topics or these three topics uh, are going to be key uh, for decision making in 2030. So as a marketing officer, what do you think? What do you think uh, that particular thing is uh, making uh, uh, different human beings and uh, who, are, who are into different places and who are, who are from different backgrounds, having different experiences? Uh, all these are all these people are connecting with each other because of this uh, word called technology so what is that common thing is there which is making everybody to be interconnected and uh, uh, create this world um i think that uh, marketers are going to be really really important uh, in the um, in the world that we're going again to have in 2030 for the same reasons that I, I, I've passed on in, in my previous uh, answer. Because um, again, um, right now, uh, marketing professionals are uh, supposed to deliver results, quantified results. And uh, that's the major expectation that uh, usually um, someone has for a CMO or a, head of marketing so pretty much taking care of uh, uh, the image uh, the public image of the company the brand and uh, at the same time deliver results regarding lead generation that's it so it's not 
I don't think that's going to cut it uh, at the end of this decade because, uh, again, as consumers become more and more aware regarding climate and regarding social uh, topics, they will demand also for brands to become more engaged and they will, of course, feel more compelled to interact with brands with that, that have values with which they can identify with. So um, that uh, building, that brand building effort will most definitely be happening during this decade and it will uh, clearly impact uh, the uh, the work of a, of a marketing professional because uh, uh, well then uh, we will need to know more about uh, our target audience and know what makes well what matters to them and we will need uh, to represent the brand with them uh, in contact with them and uh, try and um, connect with them positively in making that purpose that they have uh, work. So uh, that's clearly one of the efforts. But at the same time, um, so this to say that uh, uh, marketing professionals will need to become a bit more activists, let's say like that, and will need to become more engaged with people's values and with people's purposes. And their consumers, at least, and target consumers. But more than that, um, I'd also say that um, due to the uh, ubiquitous presence of technology and the increasing diversity of solutions in the market, it will be also increasingly important for marketers to be fully, fully aware of the number of solutions that are on the market. And that clearly is something that needs to be uh, worked out um, intended. Uh, and intended. And it can only be done through education and through, um, again, some level of collaboration and cooperation between marketers and technologists. Um, and this is key, I think, for society in the sense that um, companies' products uh, are going to be sometimes the and most of the times are the first experiences that people have with technologies let me give you an example for instance um virtual reality so we had in virtual reality we had uh, a lot of people that even today say oh no i i can't do virtual reality because when i put the glasses i i feel dizzy and the the it's really awkward and I, I nausea hits in and I really don't want to have that in my life. And the issue is that sometimes they um, had one experience or maybe they had two experiences, but they did that with um, paper smart glasses like cardboard glasses. The issue is that cardboard glasses rely on your smartphone or on a smartphone to provide the experience and smartphones weren't built to provide that experience. So of course, that will generate a lot of impact because what's going to, what's happening is that suddenly you're putting a smartphone in front of your eyes and you're trying to, well, have a good experience through it. That's not going to happen. But the issue is that although Google produced those cardboard glasses and like uh, allowed for, uh, well, uh, massified virtual reality experiences. The issue 
is that because it wasn't like uh, a good experience or a very good experience, but it was a new experience, people kind of labeled the technology altogether as being like that. So people ceased to be available to keep on experimenting it. And that's an issue, right? So uh, that's uh, pretty much the job, uh, I guess, from a marketing, from the marketing standpoint, to actually uh, avoid that happening and to be fully aware of uh, what's happening on the market with your products and also how technology is interacting with people. Because if that happens, then uh, we can actually have then um, a marketers uh, acting a bit as also educators, technology educators, trying to bring in to people uh, the possibilities of uh, the technology, what it allows, and at the same time also um, creates or, or build up a communication framework uh, between them and their target audience that is meaningful and that uh, again at the same time can leverage the the technology the technological platforms available so yeah uh, i'd say uh, that's what uh, what changes in this uh, new world so the uh, next so the cmo of the decade at the, at the end of the, this decade we need to be like one third marketer one third activist one third technologist in a nutshell so before uh, like before 10 years or before 15 years there was no uh, uh, cloud or no uh, data centers no uh, exchange of information uh, you know this faster so you are uh, you are you are understanding and, and you, you you saw the difference so can I say in coming days, technology is going to completely make human to sit in room and do everything for him. He just have to do uh, by using his mind, just sitting here. But that's that's the, the whole point, right? Um, convenience is the full promise of technology. Um, uh, the issue that sometimes we need to, to see is, okay, but is that so important? for us to uh, be in a room and just think about things and things happen. Um, the issue is that when we think, for instance, let's say uh, about uh, the importance of books. Uh, for instance, reading a book is not something that a machine is going to do by us. So why should we read a book? Okay, so I, I'm guessing that um, you, for instance, did you see uh, the Harry Potter movies? You did. Okay. Uh, did Did you read the books? Some amount. I did. Okay, but but you did. Re uh, tell me one that you that you read. The last one. The last one. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So um, that last one had uh, that. Uh, final encounter, that final fight between Voldemort and Harry Potter and uh, all of the characters are in place. And I am absolutely sure that the way that you envisioned it was absolutely different from the way that I envisioned it, which was absolutely different as ours was absolutely different from the way the movie turned out. 
So the issue is we can only tell a machine to do things that are already there, that are already defined. But to actually, the, the way that we think, <clears throat> the way that we idealize, that we created uh, that final fight is part of us. It's part of how we see the future, how we depict the future. It's us in our own very small context becoming, um, well, our brain doing its art, right? So we also need to find time to do this. And I think that machines can actually enable us to do this, not to uh, become like a self-indulgent uh, a self-indulgent species that uh, pretty much just sits there and receives inputs, but rather a species that now has the time and increasingly has more time to shed out more outputs, to create more great things. And, and that's pretty much the, the, the moment, that's pretty much the, uh, the, the, the effort that we need to do and uh, the space and the time that we need to build in order for these things to happen. And moreover, for these things to happen uh, uh, cooperating with each other, right? Not just by ourselves, not connecting. We can, again, no, no problem in being in virtual reality, no problem being in augmented reality, interacting. It's not an issue uh, to do this digitally as we are doing right now. Uh, the issue is us creating the opportunity to positively, to, cre to really, uh, push uh, our evolution forward, let's say like that, and leverage the power of technology, not just to uh, for us to be to have a more convenient life, but for us to have a better life, for us to have a, a fuller life. And for all of us, not just like some of us, but all of us to to reap the benefits of uh, what it means to be human. And that's pretty much uh, what I think technology can can the difference that technology can make. Not exactly like just thinking. Of course, there will be interfaces. Elon Musk has uh, the um, uh, human-machine interface, how, how human-computer interface, uh, Neuralink company, and you have several others. Uh, that will happen. People, Some people will use it, some people won't. Again, having options, for me, uh, it's great. Uh, we just need to then afterwards be able to, uh, well, uh, to uh, make the make the choices that best fit us, and uh, then afterwards move forward and uh, and make the best out of it. Yeah, that's what my uh, next question is. Uh, what is your understanding about Neuralink and AI? <laughs> um, again, it's uh, it's another way or another interface uh, for digital experiences. Um, Again, uh, right now is something uh, that can enable um, very uh, specific use cases. I think that at a given point in time, it might uh, be used in gaming, it might be used in specific uh, industries. Um, I always, I, I think that uh, the ethics uh, and uh, the, the amount of uh, topics regarding regulation 
that uh, are connected with uh, uh, this technology and this technology alongside with uh, all of the other biotechnology uh, will probably uh, hinder uh, the development of these kind of uh, uh, solutions at a, at a faster pace. So uh, I think it's something that is going to uh, probably happen. Um, I think, again, uh, it's probably going to happen. No, it's going to happen. The issue is how far will it go uh, and how will it develop? Um, again, uh, in my mind, it's not a matter of uh, sabotaging it or saying that it's bad. It's going to happen. <laughs> and it may, and again, it makes sense. It, it already proven that it makes sense for a lot of people. So uh, it's all just a matter of creating like a, a positive framework for those people that really want to use it to actually be able to do so safely and privately. So that's that's the, the, the purpose. Uh, now, that said, uh, of course, uh, we need to also be aware of uh, the implication that that has, not just per se, so the, the fact that you're connecting your brain to some to a machine, that's, that's one thing, but uh, even more, uh, the principle of it. So, uh, and right now we're not talking about like plugging in a USB port here, but uh, we're talking about doing like something that uh, uh, interacts uh, over your skin. But um, again, uh, it's something that um, uh, raises uh, several uh, questions regarding uh, how further down the road technology or how, how uh, should technology affect us biologically. Uh, and that, of course, then afterwards has uh, a bigger, a bigger world. Uh, sorry, um, it has a, a world. Uh, you can find much more um, challenges and uh, a bigger, bigger issues in uh, transhumanist um, causes and then transhumanist studies, where, for instance, you have uh, several other businesses that are like. Um, discussing the possibility of uh, um, allowing people to just uh, add uh, cyborg arms, but because they want to, not because they lost their arm, right? Or uh, cyborg legs or be augmented physically. So all and have exoskeletons. All of that right now is being discussed. And it's really important that we, we take these discussions seriously. Because these are the questions that are going to then afterwards in, in again at the end of this decade are going to matter the kind of work that we're doing right now because that's the impact that these topics are going to have when things are ready to go live. What is your understanding about space technology? Space, not that much. Uh, I am not. Um, uh, the only kind of knowledge that I have regarding space technology, it's uh, um, more on the curiosity side, so not at a professional level. So uh, I'm really enthusiastic about the possibilities. Um, kind of sad that uh, uh, the biggest billionaires in the world uh, decide to launch rockets instead of uh, actually do making a difference uh, in, in so many places that they could make. But um, yeah, regarding space, not that much to, to add on, sorry. So connection between technology and human. 
I think that uh, it's not a connection. I think it, it needs to be there. Uh, technology should only exist and, um, while it serves uh, humankind or mankind. And, and that's, that's a very important take that we should even uh, start thinking about uh, turning into a human right or something like that. Because it's not something that we should just dismiss. Technology is not, uh, as a whole, uh, specifically digital technologies or digital enabling technologies are not um, just tools. They are right now um, parts, interfaces uh, to uh, different um, uh, specs of our world, let's say like that. And in uh, not so much time, again, during this decade, uh, we it will become or they will become the doors to uh, other realities and um, that will affect clearly how we live our lives. So it, it really is important for us to think and when we think about solutions to have like some level of uh, validation of, uh, of solutions that enables uh, these solutions to be uh, or to become uh, um, or, or to become or to 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 actually uh, verify if they are uh, human centered because again uh, I, I think all of our efforts should be towards that um, trying to grow uh, humans so in your complete experience what is uh, what is that particular thing that is making a product or an individual thought to reach many in the world uh, that is going to make that product lost you there. Uh, a product or uh, a, a thought of a person or a human being. What what that particular thing which is making uh, the product or a thought to reach uh, uh, different people and different uh, places on the planet? Yeah. I think it... It all boils down to uh, it mattering. <laughs> so if it matters to you, then uh, you you connect with it and you try to understand how you can interact or engage with it. So that's in a nutshell, that's it. So and you do that uh, with uh, all of the pieces of information that you receive. Uh, you you receive a lot of information regarding, for instance, climate change, and you connect with it because well. Uh, it's about our survival in the long run. Probably you will survive it, uh, or at least you won't die from climate change, but you know that we are uh, pretty much wrecking the world, and that's why it's so important that we take steps to, uh, towards the, the right outcome, right? So that's one. Um, for instance, if you see like um, those... Uh, uh, tabloid news uh, and you see uh, the life of uh, Meghan Markle and uh, the prince and 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 you see those news people that read that they identify they identify with uh, the the stories of uh, uh, prince and princess and uh, uh, they really want to connect with that because they see that uh, they see them also as role models or they see uh, that they are connected with uh, the monarchy so Again, it all boils down to us uh, being connected in order to, for communication to happen. 
and uh, uh, and for the message actually or the topic of the message mattering. And that's actually, let me just add here a, a very important part because um, that's actually something we, 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 we lost and it's important that we get that back. Um, with social media and with the algorithm like filtering uh, out uh, opinions that are not aligned with ours uh, so that uh, because it pretty much showcases just what matters to us right and that is aligned with us uh, we kind of lost contact most of the times with uh, diversity and with uh, uh, other people's reasoning and uh, that made um, made us much more stern and much more adamant in defending our positions so we are not let's say that social media made us less democratic uh, in our attitude and um being able to create the spaces for that to, to 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 happen again, it's also really really important. So um, just to, to 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 get that back. <laughs> Sorry, just a quick parenthesis. So your final words to the people who are watching and listening to our conversation from anywhere on this planet. Absolutely. So uh, first one uh, is that uh, I just highlight that uh, we're talking about change. So change um, is where we are, go where we're going to build uh, this decade and the next ones. So um, I think that the most important skill that we need to uh, be mindful of uh, uh, gathering and keep on improving is learning. We need to keep on learning continuously, learn continuously, educate ourselves. And that's um, something that uh, clearly we need to, to, to do in order to become, um, I wouldn't say relevant, it's either to, to uh, make meaning out of the world and I, I truly mean what, I, what I'm saying. The second one is um, what we just talked about. Uh, so uh, the, the opportunity throughout that education to get in touch with different kinds uh, of, uh, of points of view uh, and by having different points of view, create your own, not just loan everyone, someone else's point of view, but actually create your own. But to do that, you, you, you need to get in touch with um, well, everything you can regarding one specific position or one specific matter or one specific issue. So that's where what, what needs to, to do. So uh, what you need to do, you need to like get in touch and, and investigate and research a bit more. So I'd also suggest that. Um, finally, um, technolo technology and uh, Overall, the metaverse is happening, so it's something that uh, we are not going to, it's not going to go away and we're not going to like, um, we, we are not going to uh, just, it, it, it's not something that j just by wishing is going to go away. So uh, you have a lot of people right now that uh, say, oh, but uh, you know, it's going to be like uh, dystopian and uh, this and that. Okay, if, if, if you don't do that, if you don't do anything to avoid that, then it's going to be dystopian. But then again, if it's going to be dystopian in your opinion, then hey, maybe uh, you don't have a say on that because when you were uh, allowed to pitch in, which is right now, 
you didn't do anything. So that's why it's so important right now for you to actually become engaged and start participating in building uh, the metaverse and uh, well, pretty much all the, the, the solutions and all the, the environments and contexts where technology is. Because again, technology is going to disrupt things. The issue is, is it going to disrupt things the, the way you wish them to, do, to be disrupted, the, the way you wish them to be transformed? Now, if you become involved and if you really want for that to, to happen, uh, for things to change your way, become involved and actually put in the effort because uh, uh, that's the only way things will happen towards your end or else don't don't, don't come out afterwards and say oh but uh, things are not as they should be things are as we make them so at last uh, as a deep thinker as a keen observer what do you say about my work have you seen any videos of mine on youtube yeah absolutely so uh, again i i I do believe that these kind of uh, solution, uh, sorry, these kind of spaces that you have that you're promoting are the spaces that can like open the minds of people to exploring uh, specific, area, specific areas or specific uh, topics. Most of the times people are like focused on uh, uh, their lives and duly so. Uh, they're doing their thing and uh, they need to be rattled, let's say like that, with, uh, well, life and what's happening uh, outside of their sphere. And uh, I think, again, that this, uh, that, that uh, uh, again, you, the space you're promoting, the, the talks you promote and your discussions are, um, uh, well, are focused on that or enable that for people to actually know a bit more about uh, what each one of these, uh, um, again, um, topics and, and from also, and, and people, again, learn that from the experience of other people. And that's also a very uh, insightful way in the sense that uh, you can, like, um, allow for uh, someone on the other side digitally to actually benefit from uh, the uh, well from the uh, uh, from the, the the trouble and the, the issues and the problems and the solutions that someone else had. Um, I sometimes say that uh, uh, I wish I had so many more uh, people with trouble around me during my life because then I would know a bit more about uh, what, um, well, what trouble was because uh, uh, then afterwards I would be able to sort things out. <laughs> so that's that's why, again, uh, it's, uh, it's really important to connect uh, with uh, uh, as many people as possible and diverse people as possible in order to uh, get in and to to build up uh, more of our knowledge in well, not just in one issue, but uh, well, overall life. So kudos on that. It's a really cool uh, uh, cool approach. And uh, how uh, I did masters in software engineering and uh, graduation in uh, computer science and engineering. So how this work, uh, this uh, talking with different uh, people who are into different places, like for already experts in different subjects like you already have a lot of knowledge, for spend, who have spent a lot of their lifetime, their mental, physical energy on different things and telling their uh, work experiences to me, how uh, me listening to this and uh, 
uh, how I'm going, how it is going to be helpful for me if I work in a tech industry with this complete tech knowledge. Uh, I'm not sure I understood the question. So uh, the, the, you're asking me uh, how it's going to, uh, how how the the experience uh, that I had could benefit you. Yeah, how your experience at the same time me talking with different country people and who are into different professions, not necessarily they are from technology. So how yeah. all these experiences are going to helpful for me. Uh, if I work in tech industry, because I did software engineering and master, uh, master's in software engineering, graduation in computer science and engineering, how this is going to be helpful for me? Well, again, um, what I'm thinking, uh, you tell me, but uh, I, what I'm thinking is that uh, it all boils down to it being, it mattering to you. So, uh, of course, you have several profiles uh, and uh, people's profiles come from different areas. There are areas where you probably are uh, much more keen on uh, uh, knowing a bit more of how it works than others. Uh, and probably someone else uh, that uh, is listening to this uh, is maybe uh, not at all connected with technology while you are. Uh, and maybe they are connected with, uh, um, again, the, the social side of uh, uh, of our world of how social media changed uh, their country uh, or changed their um, uh, their regulations. So uh, overall, uh, I think uh, creating like a diverse space for people to share uh, it's always interesting. Um, I think it all boils down to uh, creating or, or to having like a, uh, or steering uh, the um, the communication and steering the the messages um, towards each one of the target audiences or uh, sorry to, to the correct audiences or the audiences that care. So sometimes that uh, might be like the the main challenge, but overall again uh, it's uh, all knowledge that is then uh, shared with people. So again, kudos. So thank you, uh, Luis, uh, for giving me opportunity and uh, for giving me your valuable time and uh, telling about your experience and answering some of my questions uh, and uh, uh, for everything that you did uh, for your contribution. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, all the iterations, all new episodes. And meanwhile, and meanwhile, stay safe and have a wonderful 2022. You too, so keep going, uh, keep doing what you love at the same time, keep inspiring people like this, uh, create more energy on this planet. Uh, well, uh, let's see how things fare and uh, how the, uh, the pandemic goes, but uh, hopefully uh, that will be done uh, also face to face in a short while. Um, again, thank you very much, Zaya, and uh, uh, you have a lovely day. Thank you, sir. Can I put this video on my YouTube channel with your permission? Absolutely, absolutely. Mind you, uh, if you need anything else from me, just uh, uh, let me know. I'm uh, also, uh, well, as you know, I'm. Uh, we, we can connect also or continue the conversation on Twitter. And uh, um, yeah, and meanwhile, uh, we're, we're in touch. Again, uh, I, I think it's important uh, for for all these discussions to, pu to push through, especially uh, to people that are not that connected with uh, with technology so uh, let's let's make that happen again 
Uh, in the future, if you have uh, um, any other spaces uh, where you feel that uh, it might make sense to to pick up also on the on these kind of talks or maybe picking up a bit more on the immersive side, immersive technologies and all of that, uh, you're more than welcome to to buzz me and um, uh, I'll let you know. So definitely, sir. Uh, in coming days, again, I'll invite you. Uh, and uh, whenever you want to say anything to my audience and to the world through my medium, uh, you're always welcome. Perfect, sir. Again, you have a lovely week. And meanwhile, stay safe. And uh, uh, well, we'll we're in touch. So uh, looking forward to to your feedback, and also to the to the published version. And also, uh, can I put yeah. this audio and video clip on my podcast, website, internet, social media, everywhere with your permission? Sure, sure, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Share James. it with yeah. me uh, afterwards, and uh, uh, I'll uh, um, uh, I'll also share with uh, with the network. Yeah, thank you. Sure. Uh, once I'll let you know once it is published. Very well. Perfect. You, Bye again. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye, sir. Bye, sir.